book eight chapter seven of history of the reformation in the sixteenth century volume two by jean henri mail d'aubigne translated by henry beveridge this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven zwinglius had not long to wait for an opportunity of displaying his zeal in a new vocation samson the famous indulgence merchant was slowly approaching zurich this miserable trafficker had come from schwitz to zug twentieth of september fifteen eighteen and had remained there three days an immense crowd had gathered round him the poorest were the most eager so that they prevented the rich from coming forward this did not suit the monk accordingly one of his attendants began to bawl out to the populace good people do not throng so let those come who have money we will afterwards try to content those who have none from zug samson and his band repaired to lucerne from lucerne to unterwald then crossing the fertile alps with their rich valleys passing beneath the eternal ice of oberland and in these spots the grandest in switzerland exposing their roman merchandise they arrived near bern the monk was at first prohibited to enter the town but succeeded at last in obtaining an introduction by means of persons whom he had in his pay exhibiting his wares in the church of st vincent he began to cry louder than ever here said he to the rich are indulgences on parchment for a crown there said he to the poor are indulgences on ordinary paper for two farthings one day a celebrated knight james de stein came up prancing on a dapple grey horse the monk greatly admired the horse give me says the knight an indulgence for myself for my troop of five hundred strong for all my vassals of belp and all my ancestors i will give you my dapple grey horse in exchange it was a high price for the horse but the courser pleased the franciscan and the bargain was struck the horse went to the monk's stable and all these souls were declared for ever exempted from hell another day he gave a burgher for thirteen florins an indulgence in virtue of which his confessor was authorized to absolve him from any species of perjury so much was samson in repute that counsellor may an enlightened old man having said something against him was obliged to go down on his knees and ask pardon of the arrogant monk this was the monk's last day and a loud ringing of bells announced his immediate departure from bern samson was in the church standing on the steps of the high altar canon henry lupulus formerly zwinglius's master was acting as his interpreter when the wolf and the fox rendezvous together in the field said canon anselm turning to the schultes of valleville the best thing for you worthy sir is to put your sheep and geese in safety but the monk cared little for these sarcasms which besides did not reach his ear kneel said he to the superstitious crowd repeat three paters three ave marias and your souls will be forthwith as pure as at the moment of baptism then all the people fell upon their knees 
samson wishing even to outdo himself exclaimed i deliver from the torments of purgatory and hell all the spirits of the departed bernese whatever may have been the manner and place of their death these jugglers like those at fairs keep their finest feet for the last samson set out with a heavy purse towards zurich crossing argovia and baden the farther on he got the monk whose appearance on passing the alps was so shabby proceeded with more pride and splendour the bishop of constance irritated that samson had not employed him to legalise his bulls had forbidden all the curates of his diocese to open their churches to him at baden nevertheless the curate durst not long oppose his traffic this redoubled the monk's effrontery making the round of the burying-ground at the head of a procession he seemed to fix his eyes on some object in the air while his acolytes sung the hymn for the dead and pretending to see souls flying from the burying-ground to heaven he exclaimed ecce volant see how they fly one day an inhabitant of the place getting up into the church steeple a great number of feathers were soon seen in the air falling down on the astonished procession see how they fly exclaimed the wag of baden shaking a feather cushion from the steeple many began to laugh samson fell into a rage and could not be appeased till he learned that the individual was subject to fits of derangement he left baden in a huff continuing his journey he arrived towards the end of february fifteen nineteen at bremgarten at the solicitation of the schultes and second curate who had seen him at baden no individual in that district had a higher reputation than dean bullinger of bremgarten though far from enlightened as to the errors of the church and the word of god being open zealous eloquent kind to the poor and ready to do a service to the humblest he was loved by everybody he had in his youth formed a connection with the daughter of a counsellor of the place this was the usual expedient of such of the priests as were unwilling to live in general licentiousness anna had borne him five sons but this had in no way lessened the respect which the dean enjoyed there was not in switzerland a more hospitable house than his a great lover of the chase he was seen surrounded with ten or twelve dogs and accompanied by the barons of halville the abbot murie and the gentry of zurich scouring the fields and forests around he kept open table and none of his guests was more jovial than himself when the deputies to the diet were on their way to baden on passing through bremgarten they failed not to take their seats at the dean's table bullinger said they keeps court like the most powerful baron in this house strangers remarked a child of an intelligent countenance henry one of the dean's sons from his earliest years had many narrow escapes having been seized with the plague preparations were making for his funeral when he showed some signs of life and was restored to his delighted parents on another occasion a wandering beggar having won him by caresses was carrying him off from his family when some persons in passing recognized and rescued him at three years of age he could repeat the lord's prayer and the apostles creed
one day having slipped into the church he got into his father's pulpit stood up gravely and at the full stretch of his voice cried out i believe in god the father and so on at twelve he was sent to the latin school of emmerich his heart overwhelmed with fear for those times were dangerous for a young boy without experience when the students of a university thought its discipline too severe they not unfrequently left it in troops carrying the children with them and encamped in the woods from which they sent the youngest of their number to beg or sometimes with arms in their hands they rushed forth on the passing traveller robbed him and then consumed their booty in debauchery henry was happily kept from evil in this distant abode like luther he gained his livelihood by singing before the houses for his father wished to teach him to live by his own shifts he was sixteen when he opened a new testament i found in it says he everything necessary for man's salvation and thenceforth i laid it down as a principle to follow the holy scriptures alone and reject all human additions i believe neither the fathers nor myself but explain scripture by scripture without adding anything or taking anything away god was thus preparing this young man who was one day to succeed zwinglius he is the author of the manuscript journal which we often quote about this time samson arrived at bremgarten with all his train the bold dean undismayed by this petty italian army prohibited the monk from vending his wares in his neighbourhood the schultes town clerk and second pastor samson's friends had met in a room of the inn at which he had alighted and were standing quite disconcerted around the impatient monk the dean arrived here are the papal bulls said the monk to him open your church the dean i will not allow the purses of my parishioners to be emptied by means of letters not authenticated for the bishop has not legalized them the monk in a solemn tone the pope is above the bishop i enjoin you not to deprive your flock of this distinguished grace the dean should it cost me my life i won't open my church the monk with indignation rebellious priest in the name of our most holy lord the pope i pronounce against you the greater excommunication and will not absolve you till you ransom your unheard-of audacity at the price of three hundred ducats the dean turning on his heel and retiring i will know how to answer before my lawful judges as for you and your excommunication i have nothing to do with them the monk transported with rage impudent brute i am on my way to zurich and will there lay my complaints before the deputies of the confederation the dean i can appear there as well as you and this instant i set out while these things were taking place at bremgarten zwinglius who saw the enemy gradually approaching kept preaching vigorously against indulgences vicar faber of constance encouraged him promising him the bishop's support i know said samson while proceeding towards zurich that zwinglius will attack me but i will stop his mouth zwinglius was in truth too much alive to the value of pardon by christ not to attack the paper indulgences of these men 
often like luther he trembled because of sin but in the saviour found deliverance from his fears this modest but brave man was advancing in the knowledge of god when satan frightens me said he by crying to me you do not this and you do not that and yet god commands them immediately the soft voice of the gospel consoles me saying what thou canst not do and assuredly thou canst do nothing christ does for thee yes continues the pious evangelist when my heart is agonized because of my powerlessness and the feebleness of my flesh my spirit revives at the sound of this glad news christ is thy innocence christ is thy righteousness christ is thy salvation thou art nothing thou canst do nothing christ is the alpha and the omega christ is all and can do all all created things will forsake and deceive thee but christ the holy and righteous one will receive and justify thee yes exclaims zwinglius he is our righteousness and the righteousness of all who shall ever appear as righteous before the judgment seat of god indulgences could not stand a moment when confronted with such truths and hence zwinglius never hesitated to attack them no man said he is able to forgive sins christ alone very god and very man is able to do it go buy indulgences but rest assured you are not at all forgiven those who vend forgiveness of sins for money are the companions of simon magus the friends of balaam and the ambassadors of satan dean bullinger still warm from his conference with the monk arrived at zurich before him he came to complain to the diet against this shameless dealer and his traffic envoys from the bishop had arrived for the same purpose they made common cause and promised to support each other the spirit which animated zwinglius breathed upon this town and the council of state resolved to oppose the monk's entry into zurich samson had arrived in the suburbs and alighted at an inn one foot was already on the stirrup preparatory to his entry when deputies from the council arrived and while making the customary offer of wine to him as a papal envoy intimated to him that he might dispense with appearing in zurich i have something to communicate to the diet in the name of his holiness replied the monk it was a trick however it was resolved to admit him but as he spoke only of his bulls he was dismissed after being compelled to retract the excommunication which he had pronounced against the dean of bremgarten he went off in a rage and the pope shortly after recalled him to italy a car drawn by three horses and loaded with the money of which his lies had robbed the poor preceded him on the steep tracts of st gotthard which eight months before he had crossed in poverty without style merely the bearer of a few papers on this occasion the helvetic showed more firmness than the germanic diet the reason was because no cardinals and bishops sat in it hence the pope deprived of these supports dealt more gently with switzerland than germany in other respects the affair of indulgences which played so important a part in the reformation of germany is only an episode in that of switzerland End of Book 8, Chapter 7